All right, what's up, everyone? It's another episode of Draw and Talk, and today I've got a special guest. His name is Eric Baumgard. What's up, Eric? How you doing? Hello. Um, Good to be here. <laughs> Eric is super nice to come on the show as I took him away from his Breaking Bad <laughs> uh, <Yeah>. watching. <laughs> and yeah, so um, Eric is one of the, was one of the finalists for that uh, Crime Noir challenge that I did. And um, I drew his story. I loved it. And uh, today we're going to be talking about the struggles of um, of be- of entering in the comic book scene, especially as a writer. So, uh, Eric, how long have you been? How long have you been doing this? Like, how long have you been trying to pursue writing comic books? Um, I've been a musician most of my life, and I always loved writing there, and so it was actually with one of the guys I'm in a band with that um, we decided we wanted to start trying to write our own stories, and um, man, I don't know. That was, it seems like it was so recently, but I know that it was like years ago now, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't even know if it was like four or five years ago, or um, I'm not even sure. So you just like so you just wanted to tell stories. Yeah, I mean, I'm a really big fan of a few different styles of stories and um I feel like you know, I've been through some things in my life like everybody has and um a good way to get it out is to um take a character through a journey and that can help to you know, kind of bring myself through that and give myself a deeper understanding of whatever it is that I'm trying to work on or, or, you know, whatever, uh, emotion I'm trying to express, mm-hmm. you know, it, it helps me to kind of dive into myself by trying to look at it through the, a character's eyes. No, I like how you said that. Yeah. I, I did a, my very first graphic novel, novel I ever wrote and like did all the art for it was called singularity. And, I just like I made the character kind of relate to myself, and by the end, I was like, "Oh my gosh, this is what I was struggling with." Who knew? Um, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I, I like I like what you said. It's a it's a way you everyone's gone through some ish, <laughs> and uh, mm-hmm. it's a good way you want to bring this character and make that character experience the same ish, and hopefully you'll uh, you'll you'll learn something from it. So when you yeah. first started, obviously, when you like as a, when you are just a writer, are you just a writer then? I uh, yeah the only other thing that I do is letter. Okay. So as a as a writer like how hard is it how hard is it to do comic books cuz it's it it's a visual medium. So how hard is it to like, you know, break in and like meet artists and whatnot? Networking with artists is really difficult. Um you can sometimes feel like you really hit it off with somebody and then realize too late that you're not really on the same page. And the tough thing is because I'm not an artist, I may have a kind of style in my mind and it's hard to, sometimes it's really hard to let go of the picture that I have in my head of how I want this comic to look and allow somebody else to put their picture that they see in their head down Mm -hmm. and, and then allow that to be the representation that exists of my creation. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, that part of it's tough. Um, I think that, um, you know, being a writer, um, it's, it's hard to get people to fully collaborate. And as a musician, you know, my experience in bands is 
everybody is an equal member of a band playing a different role in the band, but everybody works together to write the music and play it and, and bring it to life. And it's just not like that in comics. No, um, not in a way. As like a right. writer, you're as a writer, you're like it's like your your story, and yet you're the one who's who's pushed in the back the most. Yeah, yeah well, I mean, I I feel like I have to be, you know, like if you think of it as a train, you know, I have to be the the engine at the front, and I've got to have enough, not only enough energy and and um, fuel to get myself from point A to point B. I've got to be able to link up to different cars and yeah. still have the the energy and motivation to get you know to drag not that it's really dragging but to drag everybody else along with sometimes me. hey sometimes it is though you have to check up hey how's That's that true. page how's that art doing how's it like how's it going and because like i'm an artist I, I try to be as communicative is that even a word <laughs> i try to communicate yeah. as much as i can with the writers but i've also worked with some artists where i'm just like hello are you around yeah. and they go am i i have a story right now that i gave them a 10 page script and they're like hey i'll have this to you like in a month and it's been a year <laughs> so i won't see yeah. i won't see that art i've got um i've got a guy great artist working on uh a, an issue for me um i gave him a 20 i want to say it's 24 page script i can't remember if it was 22 or 24 but i think it was 24 give him a 24 page script um, we came to an uh, agreement. That's the other thing is, you know, in a band, everybody pays their part to come together and make the music. In comics, other way. as a writer, if I want to tell my story, I have to pay every other person that's going to be involved for them to get involved. And I, I wish it was another way, obviously. I wish mm -hmm. that it was more collaborative. But at the same time, I understand why it's not because – you know, it, it is, I mean, being an artist is not an easy thing. Mm -hmm. um, you're either doing it the cheap way and buying uh, physical supplies because you don't have to spend a thousand dollars to, to make a piece of art. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, if you're going to do a full issue of comics, I mean, you're running through so many pages of, of, you know, comic boards, you're running through pencils, inks, and whatever you use to color, you know, but then if you do it digitally, the more expensive way, you know, you have to have the money to make an investment. You have to, you know, so I know that there's so much on, on the artist side yeah. that I don't have to deal with that I get why I have to pay. Mm -hmm. it's, it's just another piece of the puzzle that is, um, it's something I have to be willing to sacrifice if I want to uh, get my stories out there in my preferred medium, you know, which is comics. So, yeah. And it's, it's hard because um, you'll, you will find an artist who, um, will will have a cheap have a really low rate and then you give them their story and you get like a low rate page like you look at that page and you're like oh, this isn't like the best but you can't really complain because you're not paying for that high and a lot of yeah. artists like they cha they charge a lot they charge uh, an art and i think it's smart what you did learning how to letter because you just took off another person that yeah. like I, I that was the first thing i i did when i because i I'm originally a writer, not an artist. And I was like, man, I am not going to pay someone something that I think I can learn how to do. Yeah. So 
I looked up some lettering tutorials and was like, yeah, I'm totally learning how to do this because I'm not paying another person. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly. Um, and, I, and I finally did the same thing with, like, the art. I was just like, okay, let me – I still uh, – like, I, I've always, like, liked to draw, but I finally was like, okay – I cannot afford all these artists. I, I better just let me just like practice for the next couple of years. So I'm now at a stage where I can finally be comfortable drawing people's art. Real quick, did, was I able to match the representation of your head in that in that page, like roughly? Because yeah, that's always a scary part. And is you write a script and you give it to an artist and you hope that the page they give you back is what was in your head. So the script that you gave me, that crime one, did I match match it? In? Did I? Did I get you a script? You did. Did I? You did that crime. Did, you did that crime one for me, right? I remember talking to you about that, but I don't remember if I actually ever ended up sending you anything. And if I did, is this a different Eric that I'm talking to? It's entirely possible. We have talked about working together. Yeah, this is really awkward. No, that's fine. This is gonna be really <laughs> awkward. Eric, no, that's cool. We I talked about working together a I couple of times. Eric. And I oh, did. Oh, this is a whole nother person. Oh, no! <laughs> Don't worry about it, man. Like I said, we've talked about working together a couple of times. Yeah. I know that you probably talked to a million people. Oh, I talked to so, so many people. I am I feel so bad. Hold on. Now I'm going... Well, Flip, that's funny, but... um, Holy crap. Yeah. Awkward. I don't oh, care. Oh, yes. Okay. Yeah, I noticed. Yeah, this is... Yeah. Well, dude, you gotta... Um, we'll talk afterwards. Send me a two-page script. I'll draw it. <laughs> Yeah, no, that's fine. Yeah, <laughs> let's do oh, it. But um, yeah. So what? When you first, so when you, I guess when you first started, um, when you were like, okay, I have a story, I want to write it. What was the? What were kind of like the first mistakes that you made trying to enter into the indie market of comic books? What was the first like mistakes? I guess you made. The first mistake that I made is I tried to go straight from having a story concept in my mind to writing a script. Mm-hmm. Like I just tried to just go straight from, Oh, you know what? It'd be cool if I had a story with a character like this and something like that happened. Cool. Now I'm going to start writing page one, panel one. Mm-hmm. Here's what happened. And that is so not the way that <laughs> like I had to cut out everything in between and all the stuff in between is what makes it worth writing the script. And, yeah. um, so yeah, that was my first really big. So what mistake. are the stuff that you would say is in is in between having this big idea, and then there's all the stuff in be, in the middle that you skipped, and then went to panel page one, panel one. So what are the middle things that um, you forgot that you just skipped out on? So the biggest things that I've learned um, are that you know I need to, um, and obviously everybody writes differently. I know that there, I, I know a writer who has written issues by literally writing the last page and then writing the second to last page and then writing the page before that. And that was how the whole story was written. Like I know people can do that, but for me anyway, um, what I really need to do is I have to, you know, come up with the characters and make sure that I have a good, um, like a solid percentage of what the full cast is going to be. Maybe not every side character, but a really good idea of what everything be. And then I have to, um, you know, lay out an outline and then edit that outline and then, you know, kind of rework it a couple times to make sure that it's, you know, solid. And then I'll have to go and almost forget about that outline and then <laughs> go into the character, the main character and try to create an emotional journey and, and focus really deeply on that and then try to back out of that emotional journey and see how the outline I already created 
fits over top of it and then make any changes so that it all it all makes sense but yeah so i mean it's this weird multi-layer process mm-hmm. of trying to make sure that the you know the subtext in a page that the things that not aren't being said support the cool fun action that i want to do with uh you know people blowing things up and yeah because you know, that's around yeah because i feel like with any good comic book story there is uh, an a uh, an a plot and a b plot and everyone wants to write the a plot like oh there's gonna be a fight scene oh there's gonna be all these explosions but then you're like okay but well, what's the b plot the b plot's the emotional journey that you the character is like that's what really makes a good comic is that b story yeah. and a lot of people a lot of comics i read i'm just like oh that was cool but like who cares like yeah, yeah who cares what you put the character through like like um i didn't they didn't change i didn't change yeah and you need to yeah you need to like you said if you didn't change as a reader you know um or at the very least feel the change in the character you know something that i've been um learning a lot from is um the book story by robert mckee um i have the audiobook version of it and i'm listening to it for like the third or fourth time and um because i'll just get to the end of it and go back and listen through again wow and it's it's so like every time I listen to it, I learn more because I have a deeper understanding of the bigger picture that he's painting. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, it really helps to kind of understand how scenes turn on emotions. And um, I realize that that's something that has been a weakness of mine in the past. So I've actually got this story that I'm working on right now that I'm planning on being again, like I said, all my ideas get to be way too big. So I, <laughs> been trying to write some short stuff, but this huge story that I have right now, I'm using to to try to fix all the mistakes that I've made in my previous works mm-hmm. and really nail down how to have that character journey and have it be meaningful and um, make sure that you know when you read it, when somebody does read it, I want to I want them to feel something from it. Mm-hmm. And that's like, and that's a, that's a point. I think I like what you said is that you're like next project. You hope to fix the mistakes that you made from the previous project. And I know a lot of people, they're like, well, I've got this one story and I've, I'm just really trying to perfect it. And I'm like, no, don't do that. Like get some, get some stories out and you got to learn from your mistakes. I mean, otherwise, I mean, I have comic books that I've made and I read and I'm like, well, well where was I going? Like that didn't, that did nothing. <laughs> and the next project, I'll fix it. I think it comes down to being able to get over the fear of failing Mm. because, and and this actually, I don't think I ever would have been able to fail as hard as I have at comics and still keep moving. Um, Because I look at my past stories as, as major failures because I see what I didn't accomplish that I had wanted to when I set out to do that project. And now I know why, Mm -hmm. but anyway, um, you know, as a musician, you know, you're writing song after song after song after song. And what I realized, because I've been playing in bands, playing live music, doing tours and stuff since I was like 13, um, so well over half of my life, you know, I look, it's the same thing. I look back at the stuff I wrote when I was 13. I look back at the stuff I wrote when I was 20, and I'm like, I had no idea what I was doing. But if I hadn't written that stuff, if I hadn't experimented and messed up and done it wrong, I would never have gotten to a point where now I can sit down to write a song and I, I really actually know what I'm doing <laughs> yeah. and I know how to um, achieve what I want to and I can write different styles and it's not a problem. And I, and I want to get to that with my story writing, my comic writing, you know, cause I know I'm still at the stage of um, 
every every new story I write, I have to learn something big in order to really be able to make it closer to what I want it to be. Mm-hmm. No, I totally agree with that. So I guess, what are your current struggles? What are the current struggles you're having with the whole comic book making right now? <clears throat> the biggest struggle um, tends to be working with um, working with other people mm-hmm. because there's that dynamic of, you know, as the writer, this is my story. I'm so emotionally invested in it. And, um, nobody else on the project feels that way about it. And I don't blame anybody for that because they, you know, were hired to do the art. They want to do the art, but that's a problem. That's a problem was, is when you're hired, you lose the emotional, like desire, like you'd lose the emotional connection. Cause you're like, this is just a job. Whereas right. to you as the writer, this is your, this is a passion project yeah. that you're forking over. Yeah, well, I know every, every comic that I make, every time I try to put um, some of what, an idea of mine and get it made into something visual by an artist, I know I'm losing a ton of money. Mm-hmm. Um, the last comic that I self-published, I mean, I actually sold more copies than I thought I would, and I'm still so far like if i was looking at it as a business investment uh-huh. i'm so in the hole it's insane yeah uh, it was a terrible investment <laughs> <laughs> but it's also but, like a long term like you can forever sell that product yeah but well, that's, that's but, for sure and and like i said before i learned so much not only from the process of writing that story yeah but also from the process of getting it made getting an, uh, an artist to do the pencils and inks getting yeah. somebody else to do the colors having to do the letters for the whole book myself and then going through the the process of actually getting it printed and um yeah, that's a whole other process know. is getting it printed yeah. and getting it yeah um, i learned so much from that there's i have a i have a series that's called demons and we're about to i'm almost finished with the 14th script with the same artist and um i'm about that's the final issue but the nice thing is even though i pay him you know to draw his name's travis martinez is he'll send me he'll he'll, i'll send him the script he'll send me an email and he'll be like you know i I feel like the character wouldn't do that and i'll be like um excuse me like what are you what are you talking about he goes well do you remember when we had him do this and then this like when don't you think he would want he would do this i'm like oh you're right Oh, okay. And then he'll send me another email like, hey, uh, there's some discrepancies from like issue like five and ten. I'm like, oh, like you remember like all this. So he <laughs> so I, I've been really fortunate to have him, even though I pay him to have him like be passionate about the story. But it, that awesome. is, but that is a problem, though, with artists. And I find I have the same problem sometimes when I get hired at work. And I'm just like, yeah, I'll draw your thing because I need money and whatever. Um. And you and like the writer can tell, he's like, uh, like, right? You did not care about this thing whatsoever. Well, I've had things come in where, you know, you get some pages and you can tell they're really feeling it, and then you get the next few and it's like, okay, yeah, you clearly that is didn't the really worst. That is the worst thing, by the way, is when you see, <laughs> um, and I'm not, to, I'm not gonna call, I'll, I'll, I'll not to call Travis out on his stuff, but the last issue, I, I, I didn't, do, I didn't spend very much time on the script. And I the the previous issue he just like nailed it on the art it was perfect and then the last issue that he sent me I was like what is this <laughs> like <laughs> what is this but I I couldn't call him out because I knew that the script was subpar 
like I was, I was just, I just got it out. But yeah, that is some, that is a pet peeve of mine. And as, as an artist, I try not to do that. <laughs> yeah. But it is, there's something that happens. But no, I totally agree that, you know, when an artist comes back, um, instead of just saying, okay, you gave me a script, now I'm going to interpret it completely literally, like that's tough. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, the, um, one comic I made, John, John Ramsey's, um, the artist that did that, this guy, Fred from Canada, and he, every time I would send him, um, cause I sent him the, the issue in chunks. Mm -hmm. So I, a few pages or whatever. And, um, he would always come back and say, you know, what about, what if we, you know, cause I would be arranging like pages and panels and whatever. Yeah. And he would come back and say, what if we laid it out like this? Like I had one scene that I wanted to be a double or a one image that I wanted a double page spread. Uh -huh. And he came back and said, well, no, what if we split that up with this and this and this, and then this other panel, we can make a full page spread and that's going to be way more badass." Uh -huh. And I was like, well, okay, I'll let you try it. And he sent me the layouts. I was like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. you're totally right. Way more <laughs> epic that and that's awesome. So, yeah. That's an awesome um, but yeah, that is the hard thing about comics is it is, it, it's a, it's a team, it's a team game and yet you don't feel like it's really a team most of the time. It's more just like a, a coach trying to put, a, it's like how you said, I like how you said it's a train. You're the engine and you've got to, <laughs> you got to push out the money and yeah. have the energy. Um, I guess, uh, what would, um, to, I guess end this. What are some what are some advice you could give to people? Um, what are some advice you can give to people who are wanting to who are like I want to write a comic book I don't know. Um, since a lot of the listeners I have on this YouTube channel are people who are learning how to make comics, what do you think? What is some advice you could give as a, as a writer who does who makes comic books? I would say the biggest number one thing is what we were talking about earlier, which is don't be afraid to fail. Your second comic is going to be way better than your first, but you have to write your first one in order to get to the second. So, and you have to finish the first one and, and be done with it and allow it to be what you made it. And, you know, kind of like what you were saying earlier, you know, you get people that want to, um, well, I've got this one story and I'm going to work on it and forever until I perfect this one story. And that's not the way to become a good writer. Um, if you do have one story that you think is the story you want to tell, um, put that sucker on the back burner and write 20 bad stories, right? You know, and write, and then write 20 more mediocre stories. Yeah. And then maybe you'll have them. Yeah. Don't, don't start <laughs> with your watch. Don't start with your watchmen. Yeah. That's a problem I see within the indie community that I see like writers, like I've got this huge, like 12 issue, like story and i'm like dang this is huge do you even realize the commitment a 12 issue story is and the scope of that like are you prepared to do yeah. such a thing yeah so um as an indie writer putting a full issue 22 to 24 pages together is an enormous amount of work mm -hmm. so yeah um but i have i i'm one of those guys that has that big idea that <clears> like <throat> oh you know when i write this it's gonna <laughs> it's gonna be the greatest thing ever and um I've got this idea on the back burner and I'm waiting until I get to the point in my writing where I feel confident that I could write it and do it justice. Mm -hmm. And I care about all the other ideas that I have, you know, but I, that's that one idea that I've had since I wanted to start writing, you know, and, um, 
But yeah, no, that would be my biggest advice to anybody. Don't be afraid to fail. Don't be afraid to write bad stories. And um, don't be ashamed of loving what you create, even if it isn't the greatest thing ever. You know, because um, a lot of creation is the joy of the act of creating it. And regardless of what the outcome is, if you had fun making it, That's all that it was a yeah, it was a total success. Even if nobody ever reads it, or even if everybody who does read it doesn't care about it, that that's secondary. If if you enjoyed what you were doing while you were making it, then then you had a successful experience. And then the next one, just take whatever you learned from that first one, or what, however many you've done before, and apply it and keep moving forward. That's all that you can really do. And what i'm still working on (laughs) (laughs) no same here same here thanks eric for being on um where can we find where can we find your work do you have a twitter or an instagram or anywhere that they can find your work i just hang out on facebook man i've tried twitter multiple times and it just doesn't work for me um (laughs) i just don't i don't i can't do it um but uh i just have my personal profile on facebook eric ogar bongard uh-huh. And uh, yeah, people can search for me, and I'm more than happy to add up, uh, you know, other creators. And um, also, I am always open to the idea of collaborations. If there are any writers out there that think that they want to work with somebody else, um, I would be happy to write a story with somebody else. Um, if if we, you know, are on the same page. And um, I would love to someday find an artist that's willing to. <laughs> collaborate. Isn't that the dream, right? To have to right? find that. Oh, man. I want to be the Ed Brubaker to somebody's uh, Phillips, right? Like, oh my gosh, those that. By the way, I am, um, I'm obsessed with those two. My, I can tell by the stuff you've been posting lately. Yeah, you, you're. Yeah, well, yeah. I, I saw. It, I saw. Um, I read. I read the first issue of Criminal, and was oh, like, so- I was like, wait, what the? This is so good, and I love his style. And I was like, and I did some more research on Sean Phillips, and I was like, you know what? I think I could do, I think I could draw just like him, but it took me a couple months to like figure out how well, to do Baby it. Killed is my favorite comic coming out right now. Oh my God. Those guys are so amazing. I literally, I literally have it next to my drawing tablet. Oh yeah. Cause it's so good. It's so good. I was at the comic shop yesterday and I was complaining to anybody who would listen about how killer be killed is ending in that issue 20. Like I'm so bummed. I know. I hope, they like they left um the fade out after they did the fade out they they they're gonna do another they're gonna do a sequel of the fade out so I'm hoping that they'll leave some room for a sequel for Killer Be Killed. That would be cool. I'd love to come back yeah. to Dylan somewhere down the road. Yeah, they're awesome. But sweet, sure. thank you so much for being on the show. Thanks. Everyone, check Eric out, and um, thank you for watching. 